Hey everyone, we're back because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached in a pulpit or talk about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan. Yay! Billy left and took his <laughs> inheritance. <laughs> go to a far distant <laughs> land. Uh, yeah. So by the end, come crawling back. Yeah. If you guys don't know, we uh, we record two episode in one sitting. And Billy has work the next day, so he left after one episode. So, good night, Billy. <laughs> good night, sweet friends. Good night, sweet friends. Um, <laughs> so, what's going on uh, this week? We're going to be answering the question of the month. And since this coming Sunday is Mother's Day, Yay. I thought, hey, let's talk about moms. <laughs> hey, let's so, talk about moms. Talk about moms. Uh, so, are you ready for the question of the month? So, the question of the month is, in what ways has your mother impacted your life? How has it not? Okay, like, um, I was thinking about this. And I mean, I want obviously we want to preface this with the notion that mothers are human beings and human beings all have like this tendency, you know, to make mistakes and, you know, have a natural bent from a Christian standpoint, have this natural bent to be selfish, to be, you know, to be sinful, that sort of thing. It's, it's just natural bent. Right. Um, and so, you know, while we are going to glorify our parents or our moms in particular, you know, uh, obviously not everything is going to be perfect, has been perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, in anybody's sort of, you know, whatever. And speaking as a parent itself, you know, a lot of times you're just, you're trying to figure it out as you go along. And, you know, that's not going to be any different from your parents, your mom, you know, just because, you know, there's no one way to, you know, one, one tell all book that says you got to do it this way, one pathway, just because every kid is different, right? Yeah. Different circumstances, different environments. And so, you know, uh, there's going to be missteps. I've had a lot of missteps with, you know, my kids, mm. right? And, you know, my, and, and there are things that, that I, that I have incorporated in my sort of parenting that is different from my parents because, you know, in, you know, in deciding those things when, when it started to come out that way, like, you know, I was going to, I'm going to be a parent, you know, there are certain things that I don't want to do that my parents did, right. That I'm going to do differently. Just as I'm sure I am absolutely sure that when my kids have their own kids, that they're going to say, yeah, there, you know, there are some things that I don't want to do that my dad did. Right. Mm. So having said that, we are <laughs> having said that, you know, we don't have perfect mothers, but 
we love them and you know we are on we're here to honor them uh for the for the job that they have done so and yeah. i don't think that any of us whether for good or for ill can say that you um that you are here unless you didn't unless you grew up without a mom um that your mom didn't affect you and your life and your upbringing and who you are as a person right um and so how did they affect how did my mom affect my life uh, pretty much in every which way possible. If we're, you know, for being honest, like to some degree, mm. you know, they influence, you know, the values that you have when you start off as a kid, right? Um, the influence to a little bit to, a, to, for some people, a little bit to some people, a large degree, specifically for Filipino kids, right? <laughs> where you're going to, what you're going to end up as a profession, right? Nurse. <laughs> Doctor, nurse, medtech. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Nurse Medtech, Medtech, and uh, you know, uh, uh, and for you know my 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 mom, my dad, you know they like I said they they help bring up your your values, your principles, what you grew up with, what kind of family life you have now. When I'm looking at my wife and how the way that she grew up was a little bit different from the way that I grew up, in the sense that. She needs, she wants her family to be all around each other, you know, for, a, if it would, if it were up to her, she would have her family around her all the time. Hmm. Right. Whereas my family were a little bit more, you know, we, we gave each other a little bit more space and a little bit more, a lot more space. Right. <laughs> I, I don't mansion, know if it's, man. <laughs> it's not a mansion. <laughs> Not a mansion, but house. there's enough places there's that we. There's a lot of space. There's there's <laughs> enough space that you don't that you, it's possible not to run into people, not mm-hmm, to run into yeah. each other. So you know we 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 do, and and that's kind of you know comfortable for me. But you know with with my wife, you know she wants us all together, and I've gotten used to that as well. Ha, you know, so uh, there's lots of ways that your parent, your parents, particularly your mother, has influenced you. And for my mother, yes, obviously the love aspect of it, who I am uh, in terms of like the, the the security that I have as a person that is loved, right? Mm-hmm. I got that from her, right? My mom, uh, you know, I grew up in a more traditional family structure where my father was, you know, the typical breadwinner, went out during the days, you know, worked, came back home. My mom was a homemaker. You know, um, she actually trained as, as a nurse, but she gave that up to to raise my, um, you know, me and my brother, my eldest brother. And then later on, like 12 years down the line, my younger brother, you know, uh, and so she stayed home to, to raise us up. Right. Uh, now, having said that, I do <laughs> I do want to preface it to say that my my older brother and I did not give her an easy time. <laughs> We did, and, and a lot of it had to do with because we were we were immigrants, right? My mom uh, was raising us the best way that she could in the context that she grew up in. So, like, obviously, when you when you start to parent, you know, there's a lot of things that you take from well, the way that your parents parented you, right? Some things, like I said, some things you kind of like you put off to the side and and and, and whatnot. Uh, but she's she's parenting us from the context of, you know, somebody from the Philippines. Mm. 
Mm, right. right. And that society and that humor and that those values and those, 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 ma- like the things that are, are considered manners, uh, good manners and, you know, um, polite things to do. Not always transferable to the North American society. Right. Or the North American way of, 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 of thinking or the North American way of life. And so she was trying and poor, my poor mom, <laughs> she was trying to battle these two cultures as well as trying to instill the kingdom of God culture in us as kids. Right. And so, you know, uh, first of all, hats off to my mom. Right, for at least putting up with <laughs> with my brother and I. Because, <laughs> man, we did, we did not. We did not. We were, uh, I would not want to parent me and my brother. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so there's, there's that aspect of it. I but, think you know, I remember, so I came to Canada when I was 10. Like, we, we as a family came to Canada when I was 10 years old. And then, so my dad became the pastor of our church, right? Mm. And then he got invited to your house. And then <laughs> <laughs> for like, I think oh no, within, the first, within the first... Gonna, this is not going to end well. <laughs> within the first week of us being in Canada. And I just stayed where we were staying at that, um, in that moment, in that particular time. I just stayed at our house. And so they went to dinner... With your parent, like with, in your house, I, th- I think there are like other people there. There's always but then my mom. <laughs> I remember, oh. I remember my dad talking oh, about no. like, oh no. So I think he was talking about you and Ken, like your brother, <laughs> my older brother. And then <laughs> he wasn't talking with me and my sister. He was talking to my mom, but I overheard it. But he's like. Man, those guys tried to flatter her so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it wasn't even it, it wasn't even subtle. Like we we try to get away with everything. Like we like obviously we knew how to like push buttons and stuff like Yeah, you, yeah. With any parent, so, right? With any parent, right? With any when you want kids, wanted, yeah. And so, yeah, you're, I guess your dad got a full glimpse. Yeah. And so, and so there were times, there were times where my mom, poor mom, she had, she was like, she had to take on both like the debating of my brother and I, you know, so she would, you know, it was not only just one of us, sometimes it was both of us. So she would get that in stereo. And so it's hard to like argue sometimes, especially if it's, you know, English is your second language. I mean, you learn English in the Philippines, but when you're here and you grow up here, there are things like, you know, there are times where we could, and my mom is not, you know, my mom is an intelligent person. I mean, you can't get through nursing without being an intelligent person. Yeah. Yeah. But there are times where my brother and I would run circles around her, like... Uh, yeah, just the way that we would logic things out and try to like entrap her in like, in a ways, if we were, if we weren't trying to like, if we weren't trying to like, uh, flatter her as your dad had saw, we were trying to like beat her into logical submission into whatever. So, yeah. but she stood her ground, you know, when she had to, there were times where she, 
where she she chose her battles. Right? Sometimes she lost. Sometimes she. And a lot of times she won. A lot of times she won. Um, and yeah, she. I mean, my brother's doing well. I like to think that I'm doing well. You know, my brother, my younger brother's doing well. So I like to think that she's. You know, she got some. She got some stuff right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's not a stretch for any of us, you know, whether it's you and me talking or anybody else that's listening that, you know, we wouldn't be who we were if it not had been for our mom. Right. Some of it's great. A lot of it's great. Some of it maybe not so great, but you know, our mothers. Yeah. Mm. What about you? How about you? How does Uh, your mom, I guess like the biggest, Thing that I admired from my mom um, that has impacted me the most was her level of sacrifice mm. uh, to give up her dreams to be a stay-at-home mom because my mom studied to be a doctor and yes. she finished a degree you know she began her residency and was you know going through the motions of becoming a doctor and um, and then she did become a doctor like fully licensed in the Philippines and um and being in a campus you know you know as adventist and my dad was a pastor and my dad was a professor in a university back in the philippines and so being in a campus setting like that it allowed her to still practice where she was a doctor in the campus clinic uh, mm-hmm. so she was practicing there um while still coming home at night or in the afternoon to take care of the family and all that jazz. Uh, But like, I think the big sacrifice was when, even before we came to Canada, they decided that when we became a certain age that she stayed home, she began to stay home uh, to take, to focus on us and to focus on uh, raising us and to focus on, you know, supporting us in that way. And supporting us through school, teaching us after class. Because to be honest, my dad being a pastor and a professor, there was a lot of times when, like, he didn't have time. Uh-huh. You know, dangers of pastoring if you're really, <laughs> if you're not <laughs> careful. Um, but yeah, so she was the one who was at home. Um, and being getting frustrated with me and my sister fighting (laughs) oh my gosh and just me being a troublemaker you know instigating fights with my sister and um, poor lorraine man poor lorraine uh (laughs) i'm sorry lorraine for all the years of torture um but yeah being there and then we came to canada and I think there came a point where they, they, my parents had a conversation whether my mom would continue her education here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. start practicing. But they came to the conclusion that she needed, she needed to stay home. And, um, and it's just not my, my dad telling her that it's her as as well realizing that and ma- making that decision mm-hmm. um 
And I think that really impacted my life because, okay, troublemaker, right? So <laughs> I was a troublemaker as it is with my mom being home. Imagine me if my mom was home most of the time working. I don't think I'd like, yeah, I don't think I'd be where I am right now, like serving God and all that and uh -huh. being submissive to God if if it wasn't for, you know, the joint effort of my parents. And my mom had a lot to do with that. Uh -huh. um, being home, being there when I came home from school and encouraging me. And sometimes encouragement is not enough forcing me to do my homework <laughs> and then um having the emotional and mental fortitude to say no whenever i said i wanted to play video games during school during the school week uh, i think yeah really held me up in like a really not a tight she didn't have a tight grip but it was enough to keep me in check sure yeah. and i grew up and um you know she was the one i turned to when my dad would you know lecture me or my dad was frustrated at me and i know that she's someone that you know i can turn to and just feel that love when, yeah. when I needed to feel that other parents love, she was there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. To know I think, that I wasn't going to get kicked out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that level of sacrifice that she had to make um, in order to just be with us and support us at home yeah. was really, and st still to this day, like touches my heart. Like, that's a big sacrifice for that something is. that you studied for like maybe what 10 years uh -huh. put a lot of effort into that and then to have kids and realize that maybe you need to give up your career and yeah. making that decision too i think that's really big and yeah, I keep, shout out to all I, the homemakers man yeah and i i think i keep that uh in my mind too i try to keep that in my mind to this day um mm. Yeah, my mom's really did a great job, you know, um, especially as I was saying, like the context of trying to trying to navigate a new culture, at least for in, you know, in my situation. And, and I can't imagine that it wouldn't be that much different for your situation as well. Right. Mm. Uh, to sort of like navigate her culture in the Philippines and then this culture here in North America, uh, in Canada, and then the kingdom of God culture trying to instill that in us. Right. Uh, there's a, there's a balance. There are, there are, there are daily battles that you have to pick. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's not, it's not, obviously it's not easy. Uh, but there's, there's a level that's there. That's, I mean, there's, there's a level that's different, you know, between mother and child. Right. You, you spend nine, I mean, how can it not be? You spend nine months you know, growing inside their body, sometimes less, um, you know, a lot of times less, you know, for a lot of kids, they're, you know, they become preemies. But the idea is that, you know, there's, there's a connection there that is different than, you know, the fathers to the child, right? 
Um, there's, yeah, there's that bond because, you know, if there's anything that shows us that that bond is real, mother bear syndrome, that's a thing, right? When, when you're, when, when, um, when you're, when you're being threatened as a child and your mom is there, you know, mother bear comes out and that's a thing for a lot of people. And, you know, I, 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 if you are so lucky as I am to be married to somebody that, you know, that is, has a, a little bit of feistiness there. Yeah. You mm. get to, you get to see that, right. You get to see that come out. Um, and I definitely saw that, you know, when, during there are times where, you know, uh, my brother or I, you know, we would get into, you know, some things, sometimes not of our own be, you know, some, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen my mom, my mom's mother bear come out against somebody else. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so there's the protection that she, that she offers us. There's the, you know, the, like you said, the exception, accepting the, the, the nurturing, the love, you know, especially, especially when you screwed up large. Right? Yeah. And your dad is just chewing, your dad. Up, chewing you up, man. <laughs> yeah, the dad, yeah, because like, yeah, the, the whole structure of like the dad being the disciplinarian, yeah, man. And so, you know, she helped balance that out to bring whatever. And, you know, there are times we confided in each other. And so... Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a special level that's there that's different, obviously, than from from dads and their their kids, right? Um, yeah, that's why I think that you know, um, you know, it's how that that God in the scriptures holds a, a special, you know, understanding there between mother and child, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, and we can just. You know, we could look in the scriptures and there are, you know, those women who were worthy of mention, right? Like who... Which is big in in those days because that wasn't a thing back then. A patriarchal society, like they don't write about, like they don't typically write about women, right? Typically they don't, right? This is, yeah, we're we're talking about a time where women's worth was, was wrapped up in if you could give your husband children, specifically males, that was your worth. If you mm-hmm. couldn't do that, um, yeah, you were pretty, you didn't have a whole lot of worth in society, right? So to mention, to mention, uh, oh, you know, to be mentioned as a woman in the scriptures, and even much so to be mentioned by name as by a woman name, in the yeah. scriptures, yeah. by name in the scriptures is something that's huge, right? Conti- sorry, continue on with your, your thought. I just no, it's to- just like, you know, I just want to mention like women who, uh, in the Bible who who were particularly faithful to God and who were like faithful in raising their kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then their kids became instrumental in leading Israel or leading like the the people that they were supposed to lead. So, like Hannah. Samuel's mm. Samuel's mom, like she was mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and being faithful to the promise that she would offer Samuel, if because she was she was trying to bear a child for the longest time, right? And then she wasn't, and then one time she just begged God for one, and to the point where she was sobbing, she was like, and then you know the the high priest 
thought she was thought drunk. Thought she was drunk. <laughs> yeah. Because she was just praying to God in such a way, like, I think in, in, in the desperation. And, and she promised God, like, if you give me a child, then I'll, I will sacrifice not sacrificing him in the altar, but <laughs> I would uh, <laughs> offer him that to you and, <laughs> and offer him to you or offer the child to you as a servant in your temple. And so when God gave her a child, she did. She was faithful. And, you know, and that child was so instrumental in leading Israel, the prophet Samuel. Um, there are other ones, too. There was Sarah, uh-huh. mother of Isaac. Although, as we said in the <laughs> beginning, they're not perfect. But they're not perfect. She's mentioned, and she she's also mentioned in the chapter, the faith chapter, right? That's right. In Hebrews uh-huh. eleven, where people were mentioned uh, as having these, you know, faith, like these in, great these faith, faith giants, right? yeah. yeah. With Solomon, Solomon, Abraham, Moses, and then later on, and then with Abraham, Sarah was mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mothers that were mentioned in the Bible. Um, Mary. <laughs> you know. Mary. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. There we go. Yochebed. Yochebed. Mother of Moses. <laughs> I think it would be hard for me not to say that I was a mama's boy. Like it's like <laughs> earlier on, earlier on, I was that Ooh, that way. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and a lot of it had to do like I I, I didn't want to I don't when I was like I don't know three four five like I didn't want to sleep in my bed. I always wanted to sleep with you know in my parents' bed and wanted to sleep beside my mom, right? And poor mm-hmm. my mom because like they're like. Um, she would tell me stories of like of how I would wake her up because I kicked her, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I would like try to like nestle in like as as tight as I can, squishing her up, like because she would be in the middle between my dad and me. All right. Uh, I think there was even one time where she like where where she said I woke her up because I stuck my butt in her face and I farted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there was, and there were nights where my dad was like, chat. yeah, and there was nights where my dad, apparently my dad would carry me to my room and I would just wake up and I would go back to, the, go back. to, the, oh, back, to the bed. And my mom was very affectionate, um, you know, and as you get older, you know, you, as a teenager, you're like, oh, I'm on, pimples on your face. Actually, I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot of pimples, Ooh. which is... So I'm very blessed, and much to the chagrin of my wife. She she makes it known that she <laughs> she doesn't like that fact about me. But you got the smooth skin. Yeah, but you know you go away from smooth that, and skin I think for a smooth boy, <laughs> <laughs> for a smooth man. Anyway, so <laughs> stop this. <laughs> this is so awkward right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So like you know, uh, I was affectionate with her. You know, younger, and we were we were, we were we were fairly close when we were young. When I was younger, and then obviously when you grow up, you start to like 
you know, you want to explore, you want to, you want to, um, be more of your person, your own person and you try to do your own things. And also, you know, this was during the times where your, your, your mom or your parents would, would let you outside of the house for like, you know, for the day. Right. They're like, yeah. okay, you finish your breakfast, go out, come back at lunch, make sure you're like, whatever. And then after you've, you come back for lunch, you're like, okay, go up, go back out, make sure you're back for dinner. Right. And mm. they would just let you roam and we would roam like, you know, just do stupid kid things. Bathurst right around the neighborhood. No, this was in Ottawa. Oh, in Ottawa. Uh, well, yeah, actually, oh, Bachelors and Fitch, too. I yeah. forgot you grew yeah. up in Ottawa. Yeah, and so a lot of learning <laughs> as a person there. But yeah, like as you go older, you know, you start to whatever. But I find that, you know, um, you know, within the last, you know, five, five, six years, that I've gone back to, you know, showing, you know, my mom a little bit more affection closer to, you know, um, closer to what was, what it was like when we were younger. Because I think that, I think that, um, you know, as much as, you know, there's, we're breaking down stereotypes between men and women, especially with roles of, of, of like breadwinner and disciplinarian and, and nurturer and all that, even though those things get, you know, get shifted and there's more fluidity to it. I, I also think that, that women, um, mothers tend to, you know, uh, tend to have that sort of that, that loving gene, that there's an mm -hmm. affection gene in yeah. them that, that kind of, uh, that's, that's there that needs to be, you know, um, nurtured as well, you know, from their kids, you know, I, I don't think that anybody in general, when you show affection to somebody doesn't want that, doesn't want that affection reciprocated to. And in fact, it would hurt it, it it's it's hurting when it, it when it isn't reciprocated mm -hmm. right and i think that's a tough thing for mothers to go through you know when they are when they do get to that age where they're like i want to be more independent please don't hug me you're embarrassing me you're embarrassing me in front of my friends mm, yeah right please don't dress me up like that i want to dress my own <laughs> self please don't buy that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like they're they're licking their thumb and they're like taking out the dirt in your face in front of your friends and oh. you can see your friends in the background they're like snickering at you and stuff like that and well, you're embarrassing me like there's there's you know when you're you're separated I think that as we were talking about I don't know if we're gonna talk about this later or earlier but you know there's that bond between mother and child where you know th that's there and and the the farther that you get away from that I think that. You know, that, that's a thing that, that mothers have to deal with, right? Um, and yet, you know, there, that, that, that affection that mothers show to their kids and kids that reciprocate that and vice versa, mm -hmm. yeah. right? That's a healthy thing for, you know, uh, in the, within that relationship. And so I find myself, you know, making a more of a concerted effort, even though I'm a grown man. You know, to show more affection, like affection towards, uh, towards my mom, not just words, but actually hugging her and kissing her on the cheek and telling her they're telling, obviously telling her that I love her, right? You know, rubbing her back, um, you know, when, when, when I come up to her and stuff. Obviously, I, part of the reason why I do that is because I don't want to scare her, you know, cause like her, her hearing doesn't, oh, like our hearing is going, both hers and mine are like not doing well right now. Aww. And so, and so in, you know, in the house that is big and she's like, whatever cooking, 
Now sometimes she doesn't she doesn't hear me, and then I'll come up to her, and then she'll be so frightened because yeah. like I just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> so part of the reason why I like I, I I reach out and I touch her is just because like you know, you know not only not only because I want to show affection, but because I want to make sure that I don't freak her out when I come up with her to her and she doesn't hear me, right? And so yeah, like I think like that level of affection, I definitely got that from her. Like my level of affection was nurtured to a large degree. How I'm, a, um, how I'm affectionate to my kids, right? Not so much to firstborn because like he's a grown man now. So it's really weird right now. So I'm trying to navigate that. Yeah. Because for those that, that, that aren't aware, he just turned the other day 23. So it's mm, the way that I, the, the way that I deal with his siblings who are, you know, obviously like way younger. Is so much different than what how I how I have to treat him, and yet, you know, there, as a parent, he's still that little boy. Be that as it may, what I'm saying is that level of affection that I show to my kids, I got that from my mom, right? Uh, and I and I think I'm yeah. I'm a better parent because of it. That's not to say that everybody every parent has to be that affectionate, but I think for me and my kids, that's that works well for us. Right. Um, that and, and a certain level, like obviously my, my mom has, has taught me, um, humility. Oh man, does she taught me humility mm. <laughs> to a large degree, but also a, a level of, of excellence. I mean, obviously as Asian parents, like they're going to do that to your kids, <laughs> but a level of, of excellence, a level of dignity, uh, dignity that you, that you, you know, you, you hold yourself in esteem then, you know, that you value yourself. Obviously, it's going to go through ups and downs because, you know, as a kid, you're trying to figure out who you are and, you know, how you, how you have value to the world and stuff like that. But a lot of that, you know, comes, at least for me, came from my mom. And so mm. the safety that's there, the knowing that, you know, there's a, a level of, of excellence and a level of dignity as well, uh, you know, balanced out with the, with the, with the making me humble because, that's always present, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of that is my mom, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know who I'd be without her. So yeah, like I remember also when there was a point in my life when I was already an adult, like maybe twenty three, twenty two. And, you know, my parents moved to Florida when I was 21. And I think, like, I just spiraled down this unhealthy cycle in my life where <laughs> I was really like, so lazy, so slothful. Like, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I had a job, but I quit it. Uh, and I did it. Like, I was jobless for like a year because I didn't want to work. And, I got myself into so much trouble and um when my parent you know my mom came down and you know it was my parent like my their joint decision for her to come here to be with me and my sister Lorraine who stayed here in Toronto while you know the other two went with them because they were too young mm-hmm. and so like she spent the summer here just try to support me and bring me back to like a place where I can start, 
you know being a responsible adult again <laughs> so um so yeah and i think that the moment when my dad was driving like we were driving my dad to the airport just killed me because here i was being irresponsible and like causing like a separation between my parents mm. because one was going to stay with me so they can like once again just nurture me and as an <laughs> full-grown baby um, <laughs> full-grown baby and then and then my mom had to stay here causing that separation between them but then like at a you know moment's notice i know that they would do it again if i would find myself in trouble and i didn't even have to ask them they came um you know they volunteered and they saw that i needed help they saw saw that i needed to be <laughs> like you know set they need to set me straight again um and then yeah they made that decision my mom um, I think had a job in Florida and gave that up so that wow. she could be with me in the summer. Mm. So, um, yeah. So just like, again, I think that's all, uh, another example of how she just sacrifices and drops everything when her kids need help. So, yeah. And I think it's like, I just also want to mention that like going back to the nurturing part, when we go back to the scriptures, it's interesting how there are two separate part of God's character in which people call mm -hmm. him, mm -hmm. depending on the type of scenario that they, they find themselves in, right? So, <laughs> so <laughs> God as Elohim, right? When people refer to God as Elohim, it means a more masculine, yeah. Like, discipline um well leader the strong yeah, sort of the, like the yeah. one that protects the one that mm. that will lead you into a better future right you yeah. need that right it's a it's a strong sort of yeah alliteration so and then there's you know the other part where yahweh where it's more of a motherly love mm. um kind of thing and even god refers to him self in some languages that he uses where he's like he's a mother hen yeah right? trying to yeah, yeah. keep That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. chicks under his wing or yeah and i think like i th i think i was studying a devotional that's in hebrew once in my life one part <laughs> of my life where i think in the same in the same psalm david used elohim at Psalm 51, when he was um, begging God to like, you know, because David committed adultery, right? And then mm -hmm. God, through Nathan, told David that this was going to be his punishment, that because you committed this heinous crime of not only committing adultery, but committing murder, that you're the firstborn that through Bathsheba will die. And so he came up with the Psalm 51 mm -hmm. where he says like, there's language that he used where he was appealing to God's justice. It's like, okay, do this to me, punish me where yeah. he refers to God as Elohim, where when he, 
when he appealed to God's gracious side, it was more of the language of, I think, Yahweh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason why, why, you know, in the Ten Commandments, it's both the father and the mother that you honor, right? Um, because she does play a part, a huge part in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, who you are. The, <laughs> the, the research suggests that by the age of 12, you've got like more than 60% of your habits down, like your values, your principles, that's there. And, you know, I know nowadays it's, you know, there's a lot of on-screen sort of like influences that's, that's there, but, mm. you know, your mom, right, is there. So, yeah, huge influence. Huge influence. Um, so I think it's definitely what we have discussed in this episode and what conc- the conclusion I came to was that being a mother is so hard. And <laughs> being a mother is yeah. a full-time job. Um, and it's definitely not, although I hope to be a parent someday, um, the role of a mother is definitely like much harder than what I, like how I envisioned it growing up. Like, so um, we definitely celebrate our mothers in this episode and in this coming Mother's Day. And we just want to greet them. Love you, mom. Happy Mother's Day. And that say that we love you. Um, I speak for the rest of my siblings. <laughs> we love you, mom. We love um, you, mom. And yeah. And we just want to ask you, how are you going to celebrate your mom this coming Mother's Day? Um, and also we want to encourage you don't just celebrate your mom during Mother's Day or May or this month and celebrate her every day and make her know how much you mean to her and make her know how much you appreciate her for rearing you up and uh, supporting you through your life. And um, if you're a mother out there, um, we're praying for you and we know that we appreciate all that you do for your family and your kids and yeah, it's a full-time job. And we hope that, yeah, we hope that you feel the love from us and know that you are appreciated. So I th- I think that's all we have for you this week. Thank you, folks, for joining us in this episode. This has been um, a very, very nice topic to think about just looking back through the years and how I've been a troublemaker and uh, (laughs) I've made it really hard for my parents uh, to raise me, but I'm glad that they stuck around and, um, and uh, did not give up on me. So yeah. Shout out to you guys. Um, But yeah, if you like what you've been hearing, Please like and subscribe and make sure you leave a review. That will go a long way in helping us out. That's all we have for you this week. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And happy Mother's Day. And join us again next week on the Prodigals Podcast.